This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. In a statement I've made many times here that is worth repeating here, I've said this, when the modernists in the media are celebrating a decision made by Francis, you know there's a big problem. This weekend we saw a celebration unlike anything we've seen since the issuing of Traditionis Custodis, and Amoris Laetitia by modernists in the Catholic media, by the announcement of Archbishop Victor Manuel Tucho Fernandez taking over the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. A choice that the modernists are celebrating, but anyone who cares about the Ted McCarrick problem in the priesthood have been raising alarm bells over. Archbishop Fernandez is, of course, the celebrated author of numerous books, most famously a book of poetry intended for adult audiences. And by adult audiences, I mean poetry of the, shall we say, after-dark persuasion, since his poetry is of the impure and frankly depraved kind. When that announcement was made and his poetry began to circulate, an odd thing began to happen on social media. Some otherwise well-meaning conservative Catholics who often say they're trying to preserve the faith in the face of Francis's excesses and heresies defended Archbishop Fernandez, claiming people were, well, circulating mistranslations of his poetry, bringing us to a whole new level of Pope splinting. And of course, that turned out to not be true. Needless to say, the reactions to his appointment have shown the extent the rot in the church has really gotten to. And it's, we're at a point where it's almost anything unlike anything we've seen in the church. Now, there's a very basic reason why the modernists are celebrating this choice that was made by Francis. Yesterday on this channel, I reported on this story, including a full reading of the letter of France that Francis wrote to Archbishop Fernandez, along with an explanation of some of its contents. In that letter, Francis makes clear that the heretical lines of theology that we all suffer under now in the church are not only to be tolerated, but also fostered strengthened, along with more orthodox lines of theology. And by more orthodox, we mean a conservative post-Vatican II reading of things. Disregard tradition entirely, of course. And the digastery for the doctrine of the faith is no longer in the business of protecting the integrity and coherency of the doctrine of the faith. At least that seems to be the case now. Now, this news has been the focus of so much modernist celebration for obvious reasons. When modernist ideas are put side by side with traditional Catholic ideas, Modernist ideas tend to be more popular in general to the lukewarm. After all, who doesn't want the morality of the world and the sins of the flesh pardoned by the church? Or even worse, endorsed by the church? Aside from people strong in their faith, I mean, because they don't want that. But far too many Catholics want their sins excused and embraced, and the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith is now in the hands of someone who will do just that. We see this line of thinking in America Magazine, which published an article that Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church promoted on all his social media accounts. Now, the article goes over the basics of Archbishop Fernandez's pick to the DDF and what it means for the church, but the focus was on his mission of tolerance for heresy being formalized by the Vatican. So from that article, quote, The dicastery, previously a Vatican congregation, was long known as La Suprema among the Vatican offices. It is entrusted with the Catholic doctrine and discipline. Historically, particularly during the Inquisition, but also in the 20th century, the congregation had a reputation for its free hand in censuring or silencing theologians. Though under Francis, its actions have been curtailed. The dicastery also oversees the majority of Ted McCarrick problems referred to the Vatican, which today constitutes over 80% of its work. Get to that in a moment. In the letter, which they include below the article, Francis asks the new prefect to promote theological thinking more than controlling it.
and not to occupy himself so much with the Ted McCarrick question, for which there is a disciplinary sector in the dicastery, so as to concentrate on the theological area that requires development. Given that for disciplinary questions, related especially to the Ted McCarrick problem, there was recently created in the dicastery a specific section with very competent professionals. I ask you that as prefect you dedicate your personal commitment in a more direct way to the principal aim of the dicastery, which is to safeguard the faith, Francis wrote. End quote. Very little attention has been brought to the statement in that letter that 80% of the work of the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith is focused on addressing Ted McCarrick-type priests who do great harm to the souls of countless faithful by physically harming the most vulnerable in unspeakable ways, as well as, of course, to the reputation of the church, which is tarnished, which then leads to the loss of more souls. Think about it for a moment. 80% of the work. 80%. Think about that for a moment. Folks, we've been led to believe since the mid-2000s that the church largely has this problem under control, and that Francis especially has been some kind of staunch fighter of this problem. It's certainly true that many dioceses in the countries that had the biggest examples of this issue have taken good measures to prevent it from happening again, usually in dioceses run by some of the better bishops. And uh, my own personal example uh, with this is Portland, Oregon is one example, which I know personally requires appropriately invasive background checks for seminarians, and good on them for that. But the real issue is that this problem is ongoing, and we have to wonder why that is. Now, viewers of this channel know why that is, though. The institution calling itself the Catholic Church has allowed men of the James Martin persuasion into the priesthood in large numbers, and many of them are bishops and cardinals now. That sin has been inseparably tied to the Ted McCarrick problem, and forces in the church want the church to normalize and to accept that sin, regardless of what heaven may think about it and what we may have been told the faith teaches in sacred scripture and in big T tradition. Now this brings me back to Archbishop Fernandez. See, he was the Archbishop of La Plata, Argentina, until the announcement was made of his assignment in Rome. Secular media is reporting that he was one of the most efficient bishops in the entire church at hiding Ted McCarrick problems in his diocese. He engaged in the classic work of sweeping this stuff under the rug for all the reasons the bishops in America did, including sympathizing with the men and their inclinations of the James Martin type, just broadly speaking, which is a tacit rejection of the faith, by the way. That's the man Francis has chosen to run the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. A man who apparently has an impure heart, or so his poetry makes it look, and it's out his actions in that regard are out in the open for all to see in the form of, again, poetry written for adults that drips with impurity. Reading his book on kissing should send a normal Catholic to confession, and should have earned him a visit from the DDF officials when it was published. But instead, for a job well done in La Plata, Argentina, he's now the man in charge of making sure the theology of the church is consistent, and he receives explicit marching orders from Francis against doing just that. Now, Christopher Lamb, writing at the Tablet out of the United Kingdom, described Francis's pick of Fernandez as an earthquake in the Roman Curia. The nature of this earthquake is, uh, again, pretty obvious. It's the enthronement of Francis's particular brand of modernism in the DDF, which is a mixture of just classical modernism and moral relativism, with the explicit orders that different lines of theology are to be tolerated, which is Francis speak for the toleration of heresy. Now, like I said, the modernists around the world are celebrating this, calling Archbishop Fernandez Francis's Joseph Ratzinger. 
Ratzinger, before he was elected Pope Benedict XVI in 2005, was the prefect for the same dicastery Fernandez is now. Keep that in mind as you hear what Mr. Lamb at the tablet has to say. Quote, The Pope is opening up a new chapter for the Doctrine Office. He wants the Doctrine Prefect to focus on ensuring that Catholic teaching and theology are placed at the service of evangelization and to allow a, quote, harmonious growth of different currents of thought. We need a way of thinking that can convincingly represent a God who loves, who forgives, who saves, who liberates, who promotes people and calls them to fraternal service, Francis wrote. The Pope emphasized that future documents from the dicastery must contain the, quote, perennial teaching of the church, but also embrace, quote, the recent magisterium, including Francis's encyclicals and letters. Over the last decade, documents produced by the Doctrine Office have sometimes appeared out of sync with this pontificate. Francis's letters signal regime change. Austin Ivory, the papal biographer, says that Archbishop Fernandez's appointment is significant in light of the Church's ongoing synodal process. Francis believes that the DDF has to now carry out its functions in the contemporary world, not so much by policing and controlling orthodoxy, but rather opening up new paths of theological reflection, above all that arise from a synodal church, he told the tablet. It's a key appointment in the light of the synod, and I think it will have an enormous implications for the developments that follow on from the synod on synodality. End quote. This tolerance for different theologies will not be extended to traditionalists. That should go without saying. Francis has already demonstrated that with his suppression of traditional houses of men and women religious, apostolic visitations through traditional priestly fraternities, and his open hostility to traditional laity and clergy. And the thing about it is this. Archbishop Fernandez is expected to serve for a long, long time. He's only 60 years old. He isn't expected to retire until he hits the mandatory retirement age for bishops, which is age 75. That's assuming, of course, that he doesn't get named a cardinal. But as America Magazine points out in their article, they expect Francis to hold a consistory before the end of this year and name him and a whole host of other friendly archbishops to the College of Cardinals. He's already chosen two-thirds of the cardinals who will choose the next pope. One effect that this will have is that Archbishop Fernandez will be made papabile, meaning his peers will see him as qualified to be pope. Given the state the church is in, his past handling of Ted McCarrick problems and his penchant for impure poetry will both undermine his chances of becoming pope, and thanks be to God for that, but it will also reinforce them in the minds of the more depraved members of the Roman Curia. But there are other choices for that when Francis toddles off to his judgment in the next couple of years, and a consistory will strengthen the chances of the church, frankly getting a Francis II, regardless of who in particular it is, although it's not necessarily a guarantee. The naming of Fernandez to the DDF increases the likelihood of it, though. Now, I didn't go much into how some allegedly conservative Catholics are defending this bishop's habit of writing bad poetry and accusing people of misrepresenting what he says in poetry because it mostly happened in that cesspool known as Catholic Twitter. But are you surprised by this turn of events? If so, let me know in the comments, please. And let me know what you think of this in general, because this is such a, such a weird story that we really need to have a conversation about this and what you plan to do. When he assumes the same office that Joseph Ratzinger held just before he became Pope. So let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps, too.
And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.